A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversation. Uh, you would not believe. I'm here sitting across, looking to the whites of the eyes of Dale Hudson, a certified event designer, but everybody knows Dale, obviously, from IMAX America. You are the leader of the knowledge and events teams that creates the education here at IMAX America and IMAX in Frankfurt. We've known each other for quite a number of years. Uh, my name is Rudy Janssen, I'm the podcast host, and we're live from IMAX America on the 12th of October, 2022. Welcome, Dale. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here with you, and it's wonderful to have you here with us. Absolutely. The ability to have conversations, whilst you're having many conversations around us, people might hear the buzz around us here at IMAX at the trade show, um, is really kind of unique, right? We create a little audio bubble, and whilst we're in the excitement, we try to capture the moment. And uh, we're sitting in the Event Design Collective booth looking at the project that was designed last year for Right to Play, um, which serves as a way to decode how events create value and how that was done for various organizations. Dale, um, you were part of our eighth cohort at San Diego State University a number of years back, I think yep. a year after we launched the program, probably 2016, I would say. It was, yes. And everybody brings a design project, and then we, we you know, do a democracy on which project actually wins. And uh, your project came out winning uh, as one of the two projects. The other one I remember was for Amy Badersnyder for the Google um, Instructional Design Summit, I think it was. It was, which was also super exciting. It, it absolutely was. I just met yeah. a colleague of Amy's um, from the Neu project that Google was talking about here, and David Chvorak, who is also with Google, who joined one of our programs when Caesars was hosting it. Back to your program. You won the pitch at the time. We worked on Smart Monday. Yesterday, I saw, no, the day before yesterday, on Monday, I saw Smart Monday again in action. Tell us, what has happened over these years? Right, so when we did the pitch, obviously, it was, it was all going to be brand new, wasn't it, Smart Monday? It was all the start of IMAX America. It was all very exciting. Nobody quite knew what was going to happen. And um, so I thought, well, let's, let's get some, some good ideas. Obviously, Smart Monday is powered by MPI, and I know you work very closely with MPI as well, so I thought, well, they're going to be in on this as well, no matter what it is that comes out of this day. So um, we, yeah, we pitched it, and um, we got three prototypes in San Diego for Smart Monday. Um, none of them were sort of could have been run as a prototype, like one, two, or three. You almost had to mingle them all, which is, I think, the point of event design, right? Mm -hmm. You have to bring all those ideas together, start very, very big, and then converge into something that's a little bit, um, a little bit more specific to the event. Yeah. So I did get a good few ideas from, um, you know, insofar as the different um, groups that came out of that. So I can't remember the one gentleman from Event Moby. I think yes. his team, Bob Fires, had, I yeah, think, yeah, his team had some brilliant ideas, and I did um, get quite a lot from that team. 
So it was an incredible experience. I met so many wonderful people. And yeah, highly recommend <laughs> doing a certification. And, and, and a number of your colleagues have gone through the program as well. I'm, I'm delighted to see that Smart Monday is such a success for both MPI and IMAX America. Um, I think that partnership has lasted um, over many, many years in the same way that you've been very instrumental to what we as Event Design Collective have been able to kind of showcase at uh, IMAX. Uh, tell us a little bit about what made you decide to make it part of Smart Monday at some stage and kind of support people taking the Event Design Certificate Program Level 1 whilst yes. going to IMAX. Yeah, well, it was even before that, wasn't it? It was to Frankfurt. That, yes. um, so I watched the two of you quietly for a while, as you do, <laughs> as I do anyway. And I thought, there's something here. There's something that's going to be magical for, for, from this program. At the time, you were both still developing it yourselves. So I just waited a little bit until you had developed it further. And then obviously approached you, didn't uh, we spoke to each other and we tried to figure out a way to work together. Initially, we couldn't find that happy spot and then we talked again and it was like hang on how would this work and that's when we decided the certification IMEX needed certification you offered certification and you were very kind to do it sort of on a, on a you know on a partnership basis which was really good of you and it's been exciting seeing it first obviously in English in Frankfurt and then we had Garrett Yesen join us to also offer it in German so it's available in multiple languages I remember people really you know the sign-up queues for people wanting to take a level one, you know, which normally has a price tag attached to it. Of and we agreed that this was something we were going to offer in, in collaboration with IMAX. So I think it's been a tremendous success in getting people to be aware of what event design is and what the event canvas is and how teams can use that. Uh, then bringing it here to the US, uh, also Caesars partnering in that at some stage. And yeah, they're MPI real being thought very leaders supportive. though, aren't they? They're real thought leaders, Caesars. Yeah, they yeah. always see something as well that's going to be value to the staff, which it obviously has been. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I remember the conversations with uh, Mike Massari and Lisa Messina and the team, Reiner Herstorfer, who have from the beginning really you know, seen the potential of the alumni effect, as we like to call it, right? When, when you learn together, you stay together. Yes. Kind of like that feeling you have at a university or even in professional education when people spend time at one of the sessions, whether it's a campfire or one of the you know, sessions that are being held um, at an industry event or uh, like on Smart Monday, there's a bond when people get together and learn together that happens. They're that's really quite a magical. Yeah, right? I do. I do believe that. It's the same as when people sit on boards, isn't it? You yep. sort of all start as these strangers, and by the end of three years, you're connected like you never realised you could possibly be. Absolutely. And education does that, yeah. and certification, and it's bonding over a common cause. It I is. think that's. I mean, deep friendships emerge, even business partnerships. I mean, I remember, I think out of our collective now, 12 people, uh, more than half of the people met initially uh, through MPI. Um, you know, Garrett, Rule, and I were on uh, the CMM program back in 2010. Yeah. You know, um, the way the paths cross through industry associations is very powerful, but also reuniting, you know, twice a year, both in Frankfurt and here, gives you a cadence of meeting people that you haven't seen for a while. The cadence has been disrupted quite a bit for the past two years. Yes. Um, last year, we were, you were generous enough to offer us the opportunity to launch the book we wrote during COVID, Design to Change, which this podcast is about, was launched last year here at IMAX. 
and uh, Anthony and Paul were here on site. I couldn't travel and I was participating remotely. So we had a hybrid book launch, which is something very sign of the times. Yes. Um, tell me about some of the developments you're currently working on. I know the Future Leader Forum is happening all throughout. This has been a long time success story yes. uh, that you've done as uh, IMAX and MPI and MCI. Yes, that's right. Tell us correct. a little bit about where is it today, how has it evolved, and where are you at right now? Um, so we're, 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 it's actually evolved quite a lot over the years. Obviously, it started with just one at IMAX Frankfurt and one at WEC at MPI. Mm -hmm. And um, then other events started to notice it and saying, well, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if we could hold a Future Leaders Forum as well? And we were like, of course it would be. You know, the future of this industry is young people. So of course it's going to be good for any event to hold a young people forum. So um, that's how it grew and it got bigger and bigger. And um, obviously we, we eventually got to about 15 Future Leaders worldwide, which was a bit hard for IMEX to manage on their own. So we've franchised some of the future leaders now, so other events can take it on. Obviously they have to follow the branding, we have somebody in the office who helps with the programming and the branding, but um, yeah, those are franchised. And now we are really, MPI run theirs at WC and Amec, and um, South Africa runs theirs. We help them though, work with, with theirs, and they're very supportive of bringing students here as well and Thailand as well we still support and they bring students to Frankfurt. So there, there's this connection but it's, it's developed insofar as people have taken it on board themselves and I think that's the sign of a good program is when actually someone sees the value of it that it's enough that they don't have you do it anymore. They see that they need to they do it and you. they can care enough to do it and I think that was where I loved to, to, to watch it change and evolve. And all these events are continuing to run them, you know, even through um, lockdown, they were still doing um, hybrid FLFs, which was quite strong throughout the, throughout lockdowns. So we've stayed connected, we've kept those students in, in, in the picture of what's happening in the industry, because I think we've lost quite a few people wanting to come into this industry because of that experience. So we have to be very, very careful at making sure we bring those bright, intelligent people back into our yes. industry and say there is still a future for you here. As a result of what happened during COVID, you know, we're now 12th of October 2022, uh, the trade show is back stronger than ever. Uh, this afternoon, or the Future Leader Forum is happening today. It is. I'll join the round tables at three o'clock this afternoon. Wonderful. Looking forward to see uh, all the new talent and what they're currently thinking about. What has been the impact, do you think, of COVID on, on that? Because you were mentioning that, that students obviously studying, if you would have started studying or were studying in 2020, 2021, I've seen it with my own kids. Um, it's quite a challenging time to even select a study or be studying yes. on your own. Yeah. How has that impacted the FLF? I think it hasn't actually. Like for Frankfurt, it definitely did. We had less students coming to the FLF in Frankfurt. There was still a bit of worry about being at an event, being in that live environment. Um, I hope that we sort of, you know, back to back to our 120 or so next year. But this um, here in, in in Vegas, we've got we've got our 100, 110, I believe, back in the room. So it's grown. But I have heard a lot of, you know, a lot from lecturers that there is this fear, I guess, about coming into this industry because they saw everybody, not everyone, but a lot of people lose their jobs. And they were like, well, is this secure? Is this the right thing for me to be doing? So I think we have to reassure people, 
it's difficult, isn't it? Because people didn't have the budgets to keep everybody employed when they weren't bringing in any income themselves. So it's a difficult one. We were lucky at IMX. Ray kept the whole team on. We, you know, did quite a few virtual events. We tried to, to sort of stay current and stay relevant in the industry. Um, but it's, it's, it's difficult if you're a small organisation. And I think that the, the young people just need some reassurance that they're secure. Everyone wants job security, you know, no matter what age you are. And um, so I think the industry has a little bit to do now to sort of build that trust back up again with, with some of the people. Besides the trust in the industry as a potential employment sector, right? Or, yeah. I mean, I see also many young youngsters are very enthusiastic about festivals and events. And, you know, there's there's a lot of dynamic in this industry that is very in line with their experiences as students or the things that they're looking for in jobs. The ability to travel, to meet people, to go international, to yeah. build things, uh, temporary things maybe even, to work remotely. Or, you know. Well, I've actually noticed with the students, they, they don't want the traditional roles anymore either. You know, that mm -hmm. I've found really, which I love, obviously, I've never enjoyed a traditional role, so I've been lucky with IMEX to be able to explore a little bit yes. but yeah they're looking for things like sort of change makers and innovation and you know they, and, and it's not that they just want to come up with an idea and throw it at it they actually want to implement and yeah. see it through yeah. so I think that's where organizations could really value and um, implement some of those thoughts and ideas and help them to implement some of those ideas in order to move their companies on a little bit and move forward because they do have some brilliant ideas so don't just put them into a logistical planner role Entry because role, yeah, yeah it's a waste it's a waste of that talent you know maybe have them as a planner but then maybe they start a little sort of innovation squad within the organization and get other people in but give them that freedom to to, to be more and i think that's what they're looking for i think the sense of purpose that 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 this generation is bringing into the marketplace with all the changes going on and required is, is very inspirational. You know, we see this uh, when we hear the report out of um, the faculty members but also students that go through the Venezuelan Certificate Young Professionals program that's now embedded in 25 universities. You were talking about Thailand you know, just now as one of the future uniform regional events or in Poland for instance. We see that the students that have gone through this design thinking process feel very at ease with the mechanics of it and how it works and the collaborative approach and you know thinking out loud with other people to create something that's tangible um, has really um, shown me that it's something that's very easily implemented but also they're very good at it yes. it's actually what the world needs right now exactly. is their ability to articulate what it is that they have you know in their capacities but then collectively with a group of people bring it forward so they're more confident in presenting it um, and then also being able to see it through, to see it happen. Correct. <clears throat> I've seen, you know, just today or last Monday, um, a good friend of ours, uh, Christoph Sellu, who originally came through the program, I think, of the Future Leader Forum. He did. He um, was one of the original Future Leaders. Uh, correct. And this, <laughs> this was probably yeah. quite a few years back, but yes. looking at the progress of people that have gone through the program and their trajectories in the industry must make you very proud. It really does it, and it's lovely to you know to meet up with them again. Tui from one of our first in, in America she comes back and does a lot of our social media for us now mm -hmm. 
Roger Simmons, who's now running the whole sustainability program in Singapore. You know, it's, 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 it's incredible to it see them do so well. And I know it's not just because of the future leaders. They obviously were future leaders, right? So <laughs> they came to the program. It gave them some element um, of enthusiasm. For instance, actually, this is a nice story. There's, a, um, there's somebody here this year, Ryan, who came last year and heard one of the speakers talk about um, starting business and how you find your niche. And he has now been running his own business for a year. And it was because of one of the speakers. He said it was all because of the future leader. And he said he's doing really well. He found his niche. He's in the horse industry, wow. doing events for the horse industry. Wow. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. You never you never know how you're going to impact somebody yeah. um, through a program, through one speaker, even through a conversation. You have yes. no idea. Yeah. I've, I've also experimented with this a little bit myself, not so much in, obviously we see people that are now dear friends and that we see come up through the program. Um, on Monday at Smart Monday, one of the program items was led by Miguel Neves, who is also one of the one of your former uh, <laughs> colleagues at IMAX. He was a future leader and now he's, um, he was running you know, the innovation lab um, uh, right here at Smart, Smart Monday. I think it's very fascinating to see this, but over the last uh, second and second quarter, um, I had the ability to uh, introduce my own son to the Future Leader Forum, which is also fascinating to see it through the eyes of your own kids yes. and how they experience an industry that we're all very familiar with, but that you might never consider or even think about as an industry. No. But then you see IMAX and, you know, he, he asked me after having a job for six months, he said, I'd like to travel and do this and we found out how much it actually costs to travel. I said, well, if you want to see the world, you know, see Hall 8 and Hall 9 at IMAX Frankfurt because you can cover the world in pretty much two, three days. In three days. <laughs> Not quite the same, right? But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a taster. It is. A taster is. of the world. But the ability to then go to a future leader forum or even experience that in Poland or to be part of you know, the World Education Congress and be immersed in something that might at first, coming out of COVID, be a little bit uncomfortable, large groups of people, you know, maybe speaking up a little bit in public or presenting things. Um, do you also see any impact on current students or students coming out of COVID? Are they a little bit more reluctant for public speaking or to present it to a crowd? Or do you see any changes there? Um, I have in the US actually, and I spoke to a few at WEC this year, and I said, "How do you feel? And where where are you now?" And they said, "Actually, the thought of being online now horrifies them because they were forced into it. You know, before it was like, oh yeah, it's so easy to talk to your friends over the phone and all that. But yeah. uh, it was, you know, they said suddenly when you had to, it became a different story. Like when you couldn't meet up, it became very different. So." They, um, a lot of the students who were there said actually all they want to do is work on live events. They don't want to do the virtual. And I was like, oh gosh, that's not going to be so great for some of the companies who need those young minds to come and help with the virtual. But we'll see. I think that, you know, everything has a time and place. And we're going to, in two years, everything's going to look different again. So that is one thing you can be 100% about in this industry. It never stays the same. It's always moving. So. Definitely. Right? <laughs> yeah. So over our collaborations with the past years, we've seen that as well. Um, we're also keen to explore, and this is something we're going to look at now, is with these 25 universities connected in the EDC Young Professionals program, uh, we'd really like to see how we can connect the dots around the skills and learnings they're developing and enabling them to give access to the marketplace through the Future Leader Forum uh, by providing designs and by doing what they do best. 
in that forum and, and enabling them to meet the industry in public, right? Because yes. learning something in the, at a university or in a classroom, uh, maybe seeing things online is different from actually going there and being there in person. Truly, it is. And um, I know that you, you were kind enough, actually, in Frankfurt to invite some students to some of the design programs. Yes. And they were the ones who really got it and loved it, didn't they? Yeah. They, they came out really excited, enthusiastic. Yeah. They were like, oh gosh, it's given me a new way of thinking. Yes. So 100% we would love to be, have more of the design thinking come into the Future Leaders forums, without a doubt. Well, this is one of the things I'm sure is going to happen. Uh, what we notice is, uh, for instance, in online trainings we did for the Thailand Convention Bureau over the last two years, because we weren't able to travel, uh, some of the university professors were super proactive at seeing, they saw the opportunity and said, we want to bring this to our students, even before they finish becoming a certified event designer. And uh, it was actually the first time in a program that, within a program, within the six months, an EDC Young Professions program was implemented at a university in Thailand. I'm sure these students and with this kind of leadership in the faculty, we're going to get a lot more connection between the future workforce and the current workforce. I think so, and I think when they go into their first role, they actually can get it all. You know, if they've gone yes. through this whole design thinking yeah. and they started a company that's sort of halfway through, they can think, hang on, is this good, is this bad? Can, what can I implement here? What can I add to this company? Yeah. It just gives them that little bit extra, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And not just a certificate on paper, but I think it's the attitude, right? The ability yes. to say, okay, it's okay not to know. I don't know either because I'm young or new to the industry, yeah. but I have a way in which we can explore a problem and, and roll around in it for a while, yes. systematically, and come up with something the other end of the pipeline. Exactly. Using the brain power that might have more experience, yeah. or even with less experience, experience provide super relevant input right so the yeah. openness of the conversation well what, what I love about event design is exactly that you know you can dwell on a something by yourself for hours and not come up with a solution and you can talk for five minutes doing this process and it's like aha yeah. you have lots of ahas throughout the whole yeah. thing and it just makes it I always believe that one idea is great, but an idea from many minds is going to be the best idea you ever have. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a visual you use in one of the books. It says, uh, uh, aha, and at the end it says, haha. <laughs> Recently, that's for entry to exit behavior. Recently, I, I was just at C2 in Montreal uh, two weeks ago, and somebody actually mentioned this and said, it's funny, I tweeted it, um, you cannot have a haha without an aha. Mm -hmm. I like that. And maybe it's true, that's right? You cannot put a smile on the 100%. mind if you do not have that aha moment. Exactly, yes. And it's so much easier to have that with like-minded, collaborative yes. people. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I fully agree with that. And I think the encouragement of people being in groups of people to create alumni feelings, yes. like you're doing with the FLF, is a very powerful mechanism. It's not just for the winners of the FLF, right? Because those are the rising stars. We see those people shoot up like, like comments and, and really being recognized, yes. which is part of the filter that you provide, but it's for anyone that goes through the program. Um, I've literally seen over the, the program, seen in my own son, kind of the change from maybe being quite, you know, standing back to connecting to other students and then being comfortable in the trade show or yes. in the space. Well, I've seen a difference in him through the future leaders. He's yeah. now He now chats, he integrates, yeah. he moves into the group, he has suggestions. Initially, he was like, oh, I'm not going to say a thing. I'm yeah. not, and I was like, say something, because whatever you have to say, someone hasn't heard, no doubt, before. And because, especially when he was here in the States, you know, coming from Europe, they wanted to know what he thought. They wanted to know how things were different. 
So I think, you know, no matter how simple an idea or how silly you might think it is yourself, it never is. Because someone else will always be able to make that clearer or better with you. And it's fascinating to see, you know, him being able to do this before even starting university. He's currently at university year one. Um, the, oh, change, the change that, you, that an experience of an event like this can bring at any part of in your career is, 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 is pretty fundamental, I think, to break through changes that people go through that can be transformational. Yes. Um, I remember going to my very first IMAX in Frankfurt uh, many years ago after the European Meetings and Events Conference in <laughs> Berlin. Right. And that experience of riding on the train, going to Frankfurt and experiencing that first edition and so many editions later, we're here, you know, in 2022. We had no idea what was going to happen in no. the world, how we would change, what we are doing. And I think that is the excitement of the events industry. You know, there's a context, there's a, there's a place, a time, and a team that does stuff together. What they do keeps changing. Of course. But the way they connect is every year it's stronger than the year before. That's, that's good to hear. That and is, because that's what we aim for, right? Exactly. We aim, we aim to make things better and better. Yeah. Well, for that, I want to thank you and, and the team at, at, at IMAX for partnering with us and enabling us to do and grow in the way that we've done that. I think we're very grateful for the fact that we can do that. Help others as well, like Right to Play last year, to develop new events. Yeah, also establish new partnerships and launching the Event Design Summit Sunday. We just did last Sunday. Uh, where we gathered you know, the practitioners of event design the day before Smart Monday. Um, very powerful to see how you know, IMAX and MPI and Caesars and Encore together you know, with the Event Design Collective are able to create communities of practice Which within is, the bigger yes. bubble of the industry. Yeah, and it is. It is now a lovely community. Yeah. It is where people feel connected. So, and that's, again, what we want to develop with IMAX. You know, it's, it's, it, community can't be forced. It's a natural... And it's an evolution. An evolution. People have to find their people. And, yeah. and I think event design, you do really and truly find those creatives yeah. within that group. And I think it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Well, we're happy to bring them here, meet them here. It's, yes. It's very effective because you can spend time together and, and, and learn together. Um, so thank you for that opportunity and thank you for continuing to endorse and support what we do. It's a pleasure, as yeah. always, and it's wonderful to have you with us. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the Design to Change podcast, uh, Dale Hudson, today. And uh, see you this afternoon at the Future Deal Forum. You will. Thank, thank you. you. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage. 